Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. And the more committed you are, the better off you're going to be. And the most important thing you can do is really make clear to the employer that you're qualified to work for them. Law firms hate losing face. You can psych yourself up for that before you go in. That's going to be very helpful. How do you justify why you're interviewing with other employers? And how you do this is going to have a direct bearing on whether or not an employer hires you. There's several scenarios you should be aware of, and each one of these kind of has a, requires a separate response. But if you prepared properly, then you'll do well when you're asked this. So here are the scenarios. The first one is you're not interviewing with any other employers. The second one is you're interviewing entirely with less prestigious employers. And the third one is you're interviewing a mix of more prestigious and less prestigious employers. And, and so I'm going to discuss each of these. This is the first one. You're not interviewing with any other employers, and which is actually a good thing. We'll talk about that right now. So if you're not interviewing with other employers, you should tell the employer that. You should basically tell them if you're in school that you're just starting the interviewing process. And this is the first one you've been on so far. You were, if you should have been applying earlier, maybe you tell them you just started. Or I don't know. But employers typically, especially for law students, don't necessarily want to feel like you're a black sheep. But if you're only applying to one certain type of employer, that's okay. But if it's your first job, you basically need to tell them you're just starting the process and you're busy with school or whatever. And it's because employers don't want to feel like they're the only one to interview now. Employers or businesses, obviously, they'll, if you're willing to take a job and that doesn't pay a lot and then you're a student and you're interviewing for a summer job, that's okay too. But you can tell them it's your first interview. But most of the time, they're not going to even ask that to a law student. It's just not their interest. Now, what I'm more concerned about is the lateral interview. And if you're only applying laterally for firms, if you're already applied somewhere and interviewing somewhere, it's perfectly acceptable to tell the employer uh, that you're not interviewing anywhere else. And the rationale is simple. You're not interested in a new job. And the reason that you're speaking with this employer is uh, because they're a perfect fit for your interest and what you're seeking to do. And you need to be able to communicate that. And so by making it look like you're stable and uh, you're not looking for a new job just for that, and you're only speaking with this employer because they're a perfect fit, that certainly doesn't, is something that's going to help you. It's, you can say, I saw this job or I've always wanted to work at this firm and you can psych yourself up for that before you go in. That's going to be very helpful. The law firm needs to believe you're the perfect fit and match. And here's some other reasons why they like to hear you're the only place you've applied. The first thing is it makes you look like you're loyal. Law firms love it when people appear like they're loyal and they're just not looking around. If you're only looking at one firm or only interviewing with one firm, it looks like you wouldn't leave them either. That's a good thing. It makes it seem like you're not doing an all-out search. So they like that. It makes it seem like you're doing a good job at your employer. And then it makes the employer feel special. And, and so you need to be able to tell the employer why they seem special to you. And it puts the position, the employer in a position where it also makes it look like they make you an offer, you're likely to take it. Having only one interview, the employer can give themselves more assurances that if the offer is made, you're likely to accept it. And that makes their job very easy. This person's only applying to us. They're only trying to work here. And you can do that. You can basically say, this is the only place I've applied. I've had people want to come work at our recruiting firm before, and they contact me. And they're like, this is the only place I would work. I've studied the market. I've looked. That's great. That's this person just rises right to the top. And very few people do that. Now, I'll just tell you an example. We got, we posted an ad for recruiters and then we put something on our website that said, oh, we're taking applications and, and got within 3,000 plus applications. And which I'm sure it's not just because 3,000 people are suddenly interested in being recruiters. It's because also we had a, 
made it easy for people to apply on our website. So it's not, I'm not bragging when I say that. But the point is that people that I've hired before have often been people that have come to me and said, this is the only place I want to work or, and this is the only place I'm applying. This is, I know someone and they said, I should talk to you. Like I hired a bunch of people like that. I think my recruiting firm at one point, we had maybe... 25 recruiters and out of 25, 20 of them had been recommended by someone that knew one. It was that and it was the only place they'd applied. So again, having only one interview just separates you from the pack and it's a good thing. So if you're not interviewing with other employers and you tell people that, that I'm only applying here because I really want to work with here, that makes a huge difference. Very few people do this. It's incredible. There was a guy I met and again, I'm, I apologize for going into so much detail here. I don't want to overwhelm you with this information. And I realize I'm talking fast, but this is very important. Anytime there's a recession, there's definitely a recession right now. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. Anytime there's a recession, the people will always be out of work and, and looking for jobs. And I remember I had this one guy who was incredible, laid off in, I don't know what it was, 2008 or something, and we were one of those recessions, and, and he was a corporate attorney and just remarkable. He called me on the phone, got through all the noise, left multiple messages and so forth, and talked to me, and then was very clear about the kind of jobs he wanted and everything. But he was doing the same thing with law firms as well, and basically contacting these law firms and saying, I'm your first choice. And there were no jobs in New York, and the guy got multiple jobs very quickly. Um, but I just remember because I was so impressed with him and I just talked to him and he sent me a thank you note for talking to him. But it was it only took him like in the middle of this horrible recession where no one, everyone was getting laid off. Very short time. And he just called employers and basically say they're your first choice and connecting with the right people. This And no one does that. No one does this. You need if people believe you're their first choice and you really want to work there. It's huge. In a world where everyone is trying to figure out who's a friend and who's a foe and everyone's impersonal and employees are unionizing and against their employers and the people are, it's hard to know who to trust for employers. This wanted to really work somewhere is huge and making a connection with an employer like they believe that it's when people are having a hard time getting jobs having a hard time in their career. A lot of times what's going on is the person is not making this connection and not making other people feel important and good about themselves. And if you can make an employer feel good about themselves by connecting with them and by making them feel like you're their first choice and their only choice, the only place I'm applying, wow. And again, this whole idea of losing face. Law firms hate losing face. They hate you taking other offers as opposed to them. It makes them look bad. It makes the employees that interviewed you look bad. It makes the partners that interviewed you feel bad about themselves. It makes recruiting personnel, like you're not, like there's something wrong with where they work and, and it's hard for them. And you just need to do what you can to make that clear. So again, this is, if you're not interviewing with other places, it's actually a good thing the way you put it. And if you're a law student, just have to make it look like you're interviewing, it's your first interview or you're not interviewing with other places. Just that that's why it is. You don't, they ask you again, they could ask you where you applied, but that's not really the point of this particular webinar. Okay, so the next one is you're interviewing with less prestigious employers than the one that you're having the interview with. And and again, the way it works in the law firm world is there's very prestigious law firms and there's less prestigious law firms. At BCG, I developed a system where we rank them one to five. A one would be someone that's 
basically working for consumers that have very limited budgets. And five would be very most prestigious firms that work for clients with no budgets. And four, three, and down the line, fours are typically your AMLAW 100 and 200 firms, and threes are mid-sized firms. But if you're interviewing with less prestigious employers, and then you're interviewing with a prestigious employer, there's a lot of positives to this. And the first one is the law firm will believe that if they're more prestigious, because they pay more money, because they have access to bigger clients and work and, and more stable clients, the employer's likely to believe they make you an offer that you're likely to work there. That's the positive. And if the employer is more prestigious than the one you're currently at, they'll also think you're trying to move up. Moving up is, again, it's interesting. Like there's all these things that I notice, and I've been doing nothing but this profession for pretty much my entire career. But there's all these things that I notice when anytime I go back and I look at placements that I make personally, and, and I look at the people, like people that are get jobs are always, that there's something about their background. We're able to position it in a way where they look like they're moving up. So Someone that may be moving up to a more prestigious employer is one form of moving up. Moving to a less prestigious employer where you're getting more types of work is another way of moving up. And there's just, there's different ways to frame this, but everything has to look like there's some sort of improvement going on. This is part of a natural, especially for lateral attorneys, it's part of a natural flow where you're improving yourself and your career because you're trying to get better. And people love that. It's it's part of American culture. Everyone, there's this whole idea that people start out poor and then they learn these skills or they start out and they advance despite obstacles. And so law firms love it. When Think about it from the standpoint of a law firm. So here's what happens to big law firms. And this is, put yourself, and again, I'm not criticizing small, this is not a critical thing about anybody, but I want you to understand the psychology of what's going on inside law firms, the way law firms think about it and the way way attorneys think about it. So law firms hire all these great attorneys, potential attorneys out of law schools, and they all get there and they think, I'm special because I went to this, I did well in law school, I went to this great law school, and I make this huge salary and I should get all these benefits and be treated well. And and this is basically how they think. And then they sit down and they work. And some people have different work ethics than others. But what happens is a lot of people become resentful of the hours or resentful of the practice setting or resentful of the big firm and they undermine it and they just become negative energy and they don't appreciate it. And and that just happens everywhere. It happens in smaller firms too, but they just don't appreciate the environment and they don't appreciate the advantages that they're getting. And so what happens is those attorneys leave and often they're very negative and they send around these kind of emails basically that are little barbs of things. And and so the law firm doesn't like it. And so bringing in people that really appreciate an opportunity and are excited about it is a huge thing. It's if you're able to bring in people that very much appreciate the opportunity that you're giving them and are moving up and maybe didn't start out and come across as really appreciating the job, that's a huge thing. That's something that law firms love. And you would too, if you're a law firm. And so these kind of people are often the people that lateral in. So you can start out at a very small firm and feel like your career is over, but no, that's not the case. Like you're actually, if you're moving up to a more prestigious firm or trying to do that, those prestigious firms that have had people join them that don't care as much or don't appreciate the opportunity are going to be very interested in you, especially if you really want it. And again, it's just how society works and people really want that. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. 
Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Okay, so if you tell the interviewer that your other interviewers are with less prestigious firms, that you may have a problem, but the employer may think, can't this individual get an interview with better employers? Is there something wrong with them that we are missing? And, and so in this situation, you often need to be very careful. One way to get around this is to state that I'm only applying to places with openings. I'm interviewing there as a favor to a friend or a favor to a recruiter. And these are the only employers you're aware that have openings. You, the employer may believe that you're applying to these employers simply in response to what you know or what someone else is asking you to do. And then in all likelihood, you may have applied to more prestigious employers and have not heard back or were rejected. And if the former is true, that's all you need to say there. And the most important thing you can do is really make clear to the employer that you're qualified to work for them. So if you're interviewing with less prestigious employers that pay less, you can tell the more prestigious firm that money is not a concern for you. You can tell the firm that you're most concerned with finding the right fit and that the less prestigious firms have at- attributes that might not necessarily be immediately transparent. You can go to bat for them. But in this position, you what you're doing is you're putting yourself in the position of someone who's more concerned with practicing law in the right environment and someone who's concerned with making as much money as possible, which is also a good idea. If, if you do that right and you actually are committed to the practice area and the work you're doing, that can actually be very helpful. And there's a lot of ways to get creative with this response. And so the most important thing you can do is make the firm aware that now you're interested in them, you're interviewing with less prestigious firms, and you're seeking to move up, and you're most concerned about finding a good fit. And again, I can't emphasize enough that people that are able to get jobs with good employers and move up, a lot of times you look at resumes, the best resumes, and there's a history of moving up. It's when you see the history of moving down, there's a lot of questions. And it's almost a red flag because there's something wrong. Why is this person continually moving to less prestigious employers? It's typically something about commitment or you don't know. And then here's another one. You're just the final one. You're interviewing with a mix of more prestigious and less prestigious employers. In this situation, this particular situation is normal for most people. Most people that are interviewing are speaking with more prestigious and less prestigious employers. And in this case, your case does not need to be as compelling. Like above, you still need to leave people with the impression that you're their first choice. The employer needs to understand why you're interviewing with more than one employer. And assuming you've done your job of giving them kind of the impression of your first choice, they may want to understand why you're speaking with so many different types of employers. And here, are the there's a couple different things. And the employer needs to believe that you're, that there may be something wrong with your employment situation. And they also need to believe that you're trying to get it right this time. And, and maybe it's that there's not enough work where you're at. Maybe it's that there's not enough potential for upward mobility. You may have to structure your answer on the employer. And because you never, the smartest thing you can do, you never want to say bad things to about your existing employer 
in any. It's just people that say bad things about their employers are always going to say bad things about their next employer. It's just how it works. It's not everyone. You just can't do it. I don't know how else to say it. Many times things are public knowledge, but we don't respect people that talk negatively about others in interviews. It's just how it is. And if you know, you're friends with people and all they're doing is talking negatively about other friends that are part of your group, they're probably talking negatively about you too. So you just need to be very careful about this. And in an employment situation, you can talk sometimes about the absence of work or the different things, but you can't start talking negatively about the employer. And you just have to be very careful about that. It's more about having access to the right type of work, to access to the right type of opportunities. Maybe people have left in the firm or they're not committed to the practice area. There's all sorts of ways to do that. But you just need to be very careful and, and convince the employer that whatever the current situation is there that is preventing you from reaching your full potential. And so you need to give them the idea that you're trying to grow and preferably them that their firm is a place where you can grow as opposed to where you're at. And again, more you think through this stuff, I will say one thing that people that are on this webinar, like you are today and learning this stuff, it could just one little piece of knowledge sometimes can make the difference between getting a job and not. So I think it's very smart. I wish that this sort of stuff was around when I was younger, but this knowledge, but this stuff can help you a lot. And you need every little bit of this you absorb is going to help you. What I'm talking about right now is just that when you're able to give the employer belief that their environment is the best environment for you based on your background, that's going to be very helpful for you. And again, all these things about upper mobility. So you want to portray your job search, the idea that you made the right decision joining your current employer, that everything about your current your career is about growth and getting better and made good decisions. And it's an unfortunate but this growth, your potential is limited. See, what employers are looking for, and this is a very important point, employers are looking for people that go into situations and do well and are welcomed and commit and do well in the situation. Unfortunately, what happens to a lot of people is people go into situations and they don't do well or they get discouraged or they have problems or they're not committed. And so when that happens, employers don't like that. So they need to believe that you go into a certain situation. You've grown so much in this situation. The only natural thing you can possibly do is go to a firm that's more likely to, to have an opportunity for you. And, and again, it's interesting. I, I tell the story all the time, but certain people will go into firms and they will stay. So certain people go into a firm and they will always stay there. They'll stay 10 years or five years or eight years. And typically these patterns of movement and certain people won't. And if you're the kind of person that can go someplace and stay and commit and grow, that's very good. But people need to believe that the only reason that you would leave that environment is because your growth is limited. There's no other way to, where to go. See, what happens to a lot of people is they go into environments and they don't do well. And they have problems or they, they don't get along with people or they don't get the works not given to them. Or they're not doing good work or people don't like them or they have psychological problems that prevent them from seeing. And then they leave and they go to a, an equivalent firm or sometimes they might get a job at a better firm but or they go down. And law firms need to believe and every employer needs to believe that the only reason that you would ever leave, it would be as an event, but because this, their particular employer, you were able to stop growing. It's a very difficult mission to see, but you have to be seen as someone that's so committed to practicing law, so committed to your practice area, so committed to everything 
that you need an environment that's going to allow you to thrive. And very few people are. And the more committed you are, the better off you're going to be. And, and employers need to believe that you're interviewing there because there's just so much growth potential. And it's this is the best in terms of everywhere you've spoken to or are speaking with for all these reasons and why you fit in. The employer needs to believe it. And um, again, if you were interviewing someone for a law firm position, would you want someone without compelling reasons for being interested in your company or someone who needs the environment your firm offers to grow? I had an interesting thing. I was called by a mid-sized law firm in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. And the head of the M&A practice group called up and was basically telling me why this was such a great firm and how they only worked on middle-sized companies in LA, but and pretty much, and but they would show anybody that went to work there how to get business and no one's ever going to make as much money there at a big firm as they would at this firm, but they would teach them how to grow and become good corporate attorneys and to have a sustainable practice and to have good careers. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And that they're teaching them and not just doing the work. And it's not the kind of stuff you hear from law firms all the time. That was the right pitch that this firm gave. So I pitched people on that. And the type of attorneys that I found for them were people that were at firms that, that I thought would be good for them, were at firms that were a little bit smaller that were, wanted to move up and would take this opportunity very seriously and really wanted this and, uh, and that they would, would be good for them. And and I didn't and I tried pitching people from other big firms about it, people coming from SCAD and other places like that, but no one was interested and they were more like I don't know. They just weren't interested. And so what ended up happening with this firm is they, I didn't figure that the people that wanted to move up laterally into this type of firm would be the best. They ended up hiring the people from the biggest firms, from Melbourne and from Scadden and for all these big firms. And, and all those people came and left. They didn't want to be there. They, a lot of times they, they just wanted to be in a big firm. So the firm was doing not hiring people that were just taking the first job that was available. This is before corporate got very active and, and it was a huge mistake. And imagine hiring six or seven or eight people that didn't appreciate your opportunity, just wanted to be and people do this instead of hiring the candidates that really wanted to be there and would have committed. So this is just if you were an employer, like this was a mistake that they made, but who would you want to hire? Would you want to hire someone without compelling reasons for being interested in your company or firm? Or would you want to hire someone that had those compelling reasons? And just think about it and that it's going to make them grow. And it's important. And everybody wants to feel good about themselves and finding someone who needs an organization like yours to thrive and letting them work with an organization is something that makes people feel good about themselves. And some employers make that mistake. A lot of firms just hire based on pedigree and things and they have a lot of turnover. And, and if people have compelling reasons for hiring you and believe it's up you're going to be upper mo mobile, that's very helpful. And it makes you sound like a winner and not a loser. And people want to hire people that are trying to move up and do better themselves and not people that are moving down and running away from something. That's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. But people do it all the time. You want to look up really mobile. And so this is the lesson. And I'm going to, employers ask themselves in the course of interview, but other interviews you've had, depending on how you answer this, it's going to determine your success. You need to convince people you're interviewing with that their position is their first choice without divulging any information about other interviews. You need to be careful about how you do that. But you need to convince the employer that this is a fit and that, that you're interviewing the place is because it's a fit in that particular place and it meets your goal of upward mobility. So there's a lot more I could say about this. I literally could talk 
for probably four or five hours about this. I have a hard stop today, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna stop, I'm gonna take questions, but take a quick break for a couple minutes, then I'll come back and do questions, and I have a hard stop because I have to fly to a meeting in Texas. I, so I'll be done with this about 12, 12, 15, but I'll come back in the next minute or two and answer questions, and I'll try to answer things about this, but you can ask questions about anything, any questions you have. And I hope this has been helpful so far today. I think this is a great topic and it's very important. But I I do want to emphasize that you have to position yourself somehow interested and make this connection with firms. The upper mobility is very important. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 